Hello and welcome to episode 148 of the Book Wars Pod. We would be honored if you would join us. Where are the pew pews? Yeah, wow. I, like let's 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 <laughs> let's not get too carried away. Honored. Yeah, have strong. you listened to our pod producer? Where are the rap air horns? Thank you. Thank you. It was fitting though. I appreciate the effort. Just we're not that self-important. A bit of a stretch. <laughs> Uh, I'm Chris. I'm here, as you can hear for yourself, with Miranda, Rana, and Kristen. And we are continuing on with Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, a book that is 10,000 pages long, or so it seems, by how long we've spent on it. It's but just because we haven't recorded. Exactly. It's just because we, we haven't actually been reading it. We almost didn't record tonight, so <laughs> we should all be very grateful that we got to the computer. <laughs> Thank you to Kristen and to yeah, now I feel like a mean person. <laughs> Rana's, Rana's mouth doesn't work tonight, so if the it's podcast is bad, that's if why. If I sound drunk, it's because I still am <laughs> numb in half of my mouth. But yeah, It's going to be like the Friends reunion where everybody started rumors that Matthew Ooh. Perry was off the wagon because he was slurring, even though he had a fucking like, root canal that morning. Why would they shoot a reunion when someone had just had a root canal? This is Why Hollywood. would he like, schedule can... a root canal? Well, yeah, I mean, they like probably... It was apparently, like, emergency, sur- like, dental shit, but, like... Mm. So they didn't n- schedule it over it, but, like, yeah, I they probably should I thought you were going to say it was an emergency reunion. <laughs> That's right. an emergency I was like, reunion. I don't even like the original friend show. I'm not going to watch the reunion. Sorry. I'm a bad person. It's cool. No, it's fine. It's not a show that I draw. It's, you're not white. It's fine. Yeah. It's understandable. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's a white people thing. We love friends for all of us. This is this is true. Uh, anyway, Toronto Sunsea. We read chapter ten through Memories ten, which sounds like one chapter, but it's actually I know, right? like a hundred pages. Yep. It's. I mean, it is chapters. Tim's on. It could be a one hundred page chapter. Yeah, that's true. His chapters are fairly short. I feel like, which is great. They yeah, they are a little bit in this. They're very like mismatched in size, but not. Like in some books where they're mismatched in size because of the point. Like they're mismatched in size because he was like, oh. I mean, no disrespect, but like sometimes I'm like, couldn't you, couldn't have this been in the last chapter? Like, what? No. Why? No. Why, gotta no? Why no? Why no? <laughs> I mean, I haven't read the last one that came out because uh, it came out like last week and I just haven't had a chance yet. How um, dare you not? But it's like, wow. that wow. bitch is like 550 pages. So Rana said mismatched in terms of like size or mismatched in terms of like the point. And I'm like, yeah, that feels like that one's probably mismatched in terms of the point too. But I digress. This book is 383 pages. How many pages do you think include the word art? Um, Tom. 400. 67 not at the 550 of this book which may also feel like 467 <laughs> i will say tom uh, our good friend from delray at darth internus on twitter um tweeted when i think he did this for all three of the books but most recently for when the third one came out the number of perhapses <laughs> and it was some like it was like well over 100 oh good checks out so that's you know, at really least at least we're all on board with the Tim Zahn drinking game. <laughs> it's 
really just do doing that, that for us. I feel like I'm really mean to Tim Zahn, but it's fine. I mean, he's he never going to listen to this, and he is money. exactly it's okay. like it's 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 totally fine if I mean to Tim Zahn. He no wrote, one like, gets hurt. The <laughs> only Star Wars books people will still read from the '90s, so it's fine. Yeah. And I still paid money to buy his book. So. I almost accidentally exed out of a recording. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> So, so enraged by the mention of friends on the pod. First, <laughs> first, I wasn't going to record, and now. Rana, you can just tell us you want to quit the pod. <laughs> oh my god! The <laughs> That's my only social engagement. Uh, what are you drinking, Chris? Sad for you. I'm drinking. <laughs> Thank you for the point asking. Immediately. I'm drinking scotch. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Glen Grant. Uh, 18 year was a gift oh, it's quite delicious i like that class yeah it was a gift from my dad and my friends I was gonna say you have very shit. generous friends no <laughs> it's the beauty of having white parents uh rana what are you drinking well one i have a at least i have one white parent but she doesn't get me these things no um well my mom would get me this actually because it is my non-alcoholic beverage that my mom supports alcohol but it is a polar seltzer and we all know my feelings on Polar as Central Massachusetts garbage. Um, and then I also have this beer that I don't know where it came from. I mean, I know where the can came from, but I don't know how it got into my house. Um, it is a Spice Trade Brewing Pumpkin Spice Latte. I'm not huge on pumpkin beers a lot of the time. I mean, I like pumpkin. I like beer, but together it's often a miss. Um, this brewery is definitely Colorado-based. I don't like that it's called New Worlds of Flavor, and it's Spice Trade. Oh, feelings on that one. Oh. Um, it has a very nice image on the can, I will say. You can't see it, but it's, it's beautiful. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, it has cool earrings. I'm always here for a good earring game. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, it's from Greenwood Village in Colorado. I think it got to my house during a board game night um, at some point. Just Not that in. I've ever had a successful board game night. <laughs> I think someone probably brought it in. Um I mean, they've been yeah. successful. They just haven't been board game nights. They haven't been board game nights. <laughs> it's cool. Yes. Um, and what was I going to say about it? it it's okay. It's, it, it is nicely spiced. Um, yeah. Uh, that is uh, that is what I'm drinking, and I'm feeling awkward. So I'm going to pass it over to Keeks, who's it's looking at me like she's going to stab no, me. No, I'm not. I'm. It's gluten-free. The the I just Google I as always. Oh, I, I was like, how did you see that from? <laughs> it's gluten free. Um, no, uh, here at Spice Tree, we brew all of our beers to be gluten removed. Huh? No, I was wondering if I had a good reason for being called Spice Trade, but no. And no, for saying just, new worlds of flavor, I think it's just had been so much shit for playing <laughs> New World over and over again, and so I feel like I have to give extra shit for the fact that the beer now also says New Worlds on it. Like I'm just being <sighs> harassed as a native person. I think it's I think it's just dumb white people. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just making a stupid uh-huh. joke. No, no, I it's was, always dumb white people geeks. That's the I secret know. to the universe. Yeah, um, uh, although it is crafted to remove gluten, so I mean it's tasty. <laughs> like I've had other beers. There, they had a jalapeno beer from them a few months ago. And it was really good. So, bird Love looks me. like did you have that on the pod? I did. That's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we talked about it last time. I've had a, a jalapeno beer once, and I did not care for it. I'm here for any drink with spice. Me too. Yeah, yeah. pepper. Chili pepper beers are, you either love them or you don't. So I definitely yeah. understand that. But I'm a big fan. You know what I haven't had with pepper in it yet? Has anyone made like a spicy wine? 
Like I've heard mm. of like, wine with undertones of spice, but I've never had a wine that had an actual spicy. Like I want that in my life. Someone I assume you don't that mean like send it to me. I assume you don't mean like mulled wine. You no, mean, like, no, actual, no, like, no, that peppers. no, like okay. actual like undertones of spice. Interesting. No, Someone I have not. Give that to me, please. Mm. Do you want me to make it first or? <laughs> yes. Get. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that that exists because I don't think grace, grapes are spicy. <laughs> but what if we added it? They can add sugar. No, no, to- totally. I just... Uh, we got, we got be some my own personal drink. I feel like if we have a second. real lockdown, I'm going to just invent spicy wine in my yeah. house and I may I die from there's probably like alcohol. There's Go probably blind. like rules about what you're allowed to call wine. Mm. It's probably part of it. I, I'm but gonna learn how to do this. Even if it's a cocktail that's spicy but has a wine base, it may be disgusting. But I think Mm-mm. if I'm stuck at home long enough, I will drink it. There's a lot of stuff with like red wine floats and stuff that mm-hmm, are cocktails mm-hmm. that are delicious. Mm-hmm. See where mm-hmm. I've had I'm beer drinking. floats, not red wine floats. Interesting. Sorry, Keeks. Go ahead. It's okay. Um, I'm drinking uh, a Pal's City of Books. Uh, IPA, City of Books IPA is what it's called, I think. Um, it's a West Coast style Indian pale ale. <laughs> Can you believe I love it? The name. Um, it's in collaboration with Pal City of Books, <laughs> brewed and packaged in Portland, Oregon. Um, if you're not familiar with Pal's City of Books, how many times can I say it? Um, do it again. It's a <laughs> podcast is brought uh, to you by their flagship store. Uh, that I know Chris and Miranda have been to. Um is a full city block uh in northwest portland um and it's got lots of books and it's it's big it's a big independent bookstore so we like them um and they have a couple other stores but this is just a a good all-around beer it's 6.2 percent um it tastes like an ipa it's good i went to their southeast location recently on hawthorne and bought a star wars book and it was really cool there too yes you're also drinking an ex novo tonight right miranda i sure am i'm drinking the pearl haggard which is a pilsner they don't really put descriptions of the beer on the on the can so just drink beer do good shop local i don't know that's not on the can but good advice for us all Thank you so much for that, Miranda. <laughs> it's like a better version of the drink beer pet dogs motto, yes. which I have on a t-shirt. And Keeks yeah, also well, on t-shirt. I think Ex Novo, I don't know exactly what it is. Kristen probably does. They like actually do good with stuff. They they do. They pet I've dogs. Talked, I, they do. Uh, no, I've talked about it on the pod, but like a million years ago. But um, let's go to their causes page. Um I don't know what they have a volunteer specific group called Communitas. They do Impact Northwest, IJM, Friends of the Children, but the eyes are ones in that one. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it's they they do some It's stuff. only the children of the one person. <laughs> no. Check <laughs> think out. it's that. They notably need assistance. Yeah. Their mission is to help our nation's highest risk children develop relationships, goals, and skills necessary to break the cycles of poverty, abuse, and violence and become contributing members of society, which I do not recommend become contributing members of the society. It's a trap. No, I I don't feel bad. I feel great because I bought Ex Novo beer. And so some of my money goes to those things. Yes, exactly right. 
I'm drinking the beer and they're doing good. Speaking of doing good, Chris, tell the people about who we're giving money to this I time. knew you couldn't possibly be talking about the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are we are uh, goodness neutral at best. Uh yes, thank you Kristen for this book. We are still encouraging people to give to the Texas Equal Access Fund which provides emotional and financial support to people who are seeking abortion care in Texas. And you can donate to them at tfund, T-E-A, fund.org. Um, all right. Blue time? Blue, yes! blue, 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 blue boys, not Hondo. It's Thrawn and <laughs> others. <laughs> you should you should keep workshopping that, just so you know. We need I to get you a good beat. As a friend, as a friend, I want you to know. <laughs> I want you to go more for freestyle and less for, like, having a perfect cadence you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give me your best verse like don't hold back i want disses to timothy's on i want it all my, my brain isn't fast enough for that words are really hard Why chris wants you to workshop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i just have so many thoughts uh One is blue let's talk about are we workshopping now is that the ball the chess yes no, that's the, that's the plot of this book. It's true. I mean, it's not Actually, not the plot of this they book. Do, so you that is know. a plot point in this section. Chris, Chris, who's Chris? <laughs> we have a Chris I'm sorry, I'm so tired. Chris did, I had a root canal today, guys. Okay, my brain is, is going through some, some Novocaine right now. Um, Kristen specifically asked us. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I can't believe I said it was Chris. <laughs> oh my God, um. Kristen specifically said maybe we can say more than Thrawn is blue for this <laughs> chapter. She it was, is like relevant to the plot. There was she a was whole trying thing when... to make sure that she produced us. And what did we immediately <laughs> say when we started? Sometimes I don't read all of the messages. <laughs> if there's one thing I can't do, it's get you guys to do what I want you to do. <laughs> no, but Kristen, they, Thrawn and how do we decide we were saying Talius? I was saying Talius in my head. Talius, they were on the the vac planet or whatever, uh, and they were like, "We're gonna, we're a couple of blue people sticking out here." And then the that one evil Pathfinder dude was like, "They can't get too far because they're big and blue." It's true. It's relevant twice. It is a plot. I think they even called them blue skins at one point. It they did. I've that felt kind of racist, speciesist, whatever, whatever we want to call it. I didn't like it, though. But if the aliens aren't humanoid with different skin colors, how are we going to know that they're different alien races? <laughs> uh, Sometimes they get to have horns. And, like, you know what? You're so tendrils. right. Egg, egg on my face. You're so right. Leku, they've got their leku. <laughs> Star Wars is diverse, Chris. Listen, Star Wars is marginally better about like different types of aliens than Tim Zahn is. Tim Zahn is not the most creative when it comes to different types of aliens well he'll write all about how silverware is affected by different alien face structures that's true that's very true i thought that was really interesting <laughs> no i did too like it's something i would be interested in if it weren't like mentioned again, and, that again and again and again and again yeah i think that was the point of that chapter it was interesting honestly i just i can't help but talk shit at any given time I know. I don't actually hate Tim's on this much, but all I can do on this podcast apparently is just talk shit about him. 
but that's yeah, again that's fine. Like, no I one gets hurt. Nothing against him. Like that's fine. I mean, if he did something bad, someone tell me. I don't know anything about him, but you know. I've only heard that he's lovely in person. So. Oh, good. See, that's I don't good. hate him. It's cool. Trust I me. don't like you either. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's Tim Zahn's music. <laughs> that's the big twist. <laughs> What, that um, has been a C-3PO this whole time? He and Anthony Daniels are the same person. Bump. Yo, that'd be wild. Then I, then Tim Zahn would be a dick, because I've heard Anthony Daniels is a massive dick. Anyway, we've gotten <laughs> wildly <laughs> off track. Um, so let's talk about Chiss Society. We got a little more of a view in this section, in the previous two sections, really, about why the Chiss are the way that they are. Um and also a little bit about the politics of the big families, which is something that we don't know a ton about because Thrawn doesn't know a ton about it. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. I I feel like it, we're at the, the point of the book where it's all kind of finally coming together. And like the little bits of the politics we pick up kind of throughout, um, they finally start to make sense. And it's finally like not just vague shit about the families, which has been the most of this book. Um, like there was one of the, the memory interludes was about like the one fucker, what's his name? The one who tried to recruit Thrawn. Uh, Zistalmu. Zistalmu tried to, um, like recruit Thrawn to leave his family, like leave the myth and then go over to the Iziri. Um, and like there, there's this conversation, and Thrawn was talking to Aralani about it later. Like, ah, oh, yes, we are the big military family, and they have a lot of folks high up, um, you know, among the officers of the defense fleet, whatever they call it. Which yeah, yeah, that was a, an enlightening chapter. One I had somehow missed, unless unless we were supposed to catch this. I figured I probably just wasn't reading closely enough. The, the big reveal about, I think we'll talk about it later, but about Arlani and Zaria being the same person. I don't know if I was supposed to know that early on, but I missed that until then. Um, I guess we did, and I just was dumb. I didn't notice. I know they probably said their full names, but I, like I said, I didn't read very closely. Um, so for me, I was like, oh, this, this is cool. Anyways, um, I thought that was an interesting chapter because despite all that, we just saw Distalmu being like not helpful at all while they're doing strategy. So how are you representing this huge, super militaristic, strategic family? And you're also unable to put together like the basic strategy. I get that he was annoyed and it was about how it affected him, but I was also like, how are you incapable of being on the bridge during an attack? And yet you represent the military family. He is one of the political dudes in that family. Like he has no information on how to be a military dude. but he didn't have to, like, have strategy. He just had to, like, shut up and listen to what was happening. Yeah, but he's he's some dumbass, you know, politico and panicking because they're just, about to be in a firefight. I was going to say, like, like if, if Ted Cruz... depends on it. <laughs> like, like, if, like, if just replace the Stomu with Ted Cruz, and it, it honestly makes <laughs> a lot more sense. I generally assume anyone in, in the Star Wars universe has to be at least, like, 200% smarter than Ted Cruz. But I guess maybe I'm... That is... You know, maybe that's unfair to star wars characters they're probably smarter than that there's a lot of characters in star wars oh i'm aware they can't all be that much smarter than ted cruz i mean a clump of amoebas is smarter than ted cruz the bar is low i realize that but it's fair 
<laughs> like they gotta have the Ted Cruz's of the galaxy, or the the Ted. Teed the Ted yeah. Cruzos. <laughs> Remember when Trump said his dad <laughs> killed JFK? Yeah, yes. God. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. <laughs> you heard it here first. That was my favorite internet conspiracy for like two years. <laughs> I was kind of sad when they finally solved it. I really hate Ted Cruz, <laughs> but I can't help but just think about it all the time. That's that lives in my head totally rent free. Yeah, is this Stalmu trying to like do things for the military? Is that picture of Ted Cruz, like on the phone, phone banking for Donald Trump, after like he called his wife ugly? <laughs> whatever just like big hello darkness my old friend vibes just he looks so sad the stall move fled to another planet when they had a big storm coming <laughs> the stall move was in mexico when Scylla froze over yeah exactly that's what i was going for but i could not remember Scylla. thank you <laughs> here for you he came back but he left his kids in mexico so real weird space mexico I love how he was like, I'm just a good dad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I was Ted Cruz's kids, I'd want to be in a different country than him, too. So I would never come back. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, the, Z- the Rizzi are very military focused. And I don't know. To me, the like disconnect between them and Zestalmu is like, even though like they focus on military, like not everybody's a military officer. Like there's some, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There, also, he's like, he's the family version of a bureaucrat, basically. I was about to say, we all have, like, that one cousin, you know? Yeah. Like, he's probably born to the family. They're like, we gotta do something with this guy. <sighs> he can talk circles around nothing for a while. I'm like, ah, put him into politics. Um, I also, so, like, kind of seeing that, and I don't know if I'm just making this up, but it does seem like those big families like the the Aziri, the myth the whatever the fuck the other ones are uh they all kind of like seem to have strengths like it kind of seems like you know one family's gonna be good at like trade and stuff this is all just a point so i can use the word oligarchy on the podcast though that does kind of seem like what, what it low-key is i mean i will not be elaborating <laughs> I mean, it's it 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 it's high key explicitly an oligarchy, isn't it? Like, great, yeah, that's what I said. Like this, the, <laughs> yeah, you like wrote down like high key sounds like a low key o- oligarchy, and I'm like, there's there's very little that's low key about this situation. <laughs> Built into their rules, like I don't even think they have structures. a single executive leader, like head of Not state, do they? Not know. that we've met. No, it, it all seems to talk about like the the syndicate. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming is the oligarchical leaders. Well, I'm very curious to see more of, um, like, the people who are either not involved in the syndicate and the family structures. Like, we know that there are people who aren't involved in it because Thrawn, that's part of why Thrawn is a little bit clueless about it. When we see his introduction, he's like, oh, I didn't know all these things. So I'd be very curious to see that, like, I don't want a lot of short stories set on this planet but also i kind of do of like just give me like three or four of everyday people like the people who are in Scylla and then all of a sudden everyone disappears when they go underground <laughs> like i want to read those people's stories and see how they're navigating life but i yeah. don't want to uh to actually read the full book all, all the regular families that 
have no influence. Also, that they're like, just low-key, yeah, we don't have people on this planet like we do, but it is a fraction, a very small fraction of what we say we do. Was it just the capital? I mean, I know that tens of millions of people is a lot, but I, I read that as it just being the capital. Was it the full planet that that yeah. happened to everyone? Yeah, I think oh, she okay. said there were like 60 to 70 million people. Yeah. And before um, that, they said there were 7 million people in the city of Stella. In the city alone. But like yeah. 8 billion were supposed to be on the planet. Yeah, I do think, I think it is the whole planet that is okay. frozen over. So that makes me curious about like, the different sections like when when we first meet Thrawn and we learn where he's from and he's so unfamiliar with the, these other structures like do the people who did not I mean I know the people who are in Scylla know about the underground society because they switched them out every few however long they didn't give a unit of time um but I would be so curious to know about like the lives of everyone outside of the city structure and maybe the city is so influenced by the syndicate that that you know influences their everyday lives and is like a part of their structures but I would just be so curious to see what it would be like for boring, non-syndicate-related family people. I mean, it definitely seems like folks on the other planets in the Ascendancy have no idea. Because yeah. I think that was I think that was Thrawn's first trip there. Mm-hmm. Or it seemed like it was. Yeah, I think because he had he didn't even like he wasn't even familiar with what the structure of the city was like physically, and since he's so mm. strategic and everything, it did seem like that was his first. He was like, "Oh, these cars aren't moving, and this car went under that car." So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's and this like I'm jumping ahead a little bit in the outline, but like I get the strategic like Thrawn like goes into like the strategic reasons of like yeah, getting like your enemy to throw like an entire, like, assault force at, like, what is essentially an empty shell of a city. But, like, why is everything such a secret with them? Like, we've seen nothing to suggest... I mean, no, that's a lie. We have seen suggestions of this, like, very dark, bloody history of the ascendance <laughs> of the Chiss within the chaos. And so, like, it feels like it's just so many, like throwbacks to a bygone era that they're so militaristic because as we see from you know Thurfion and and Zestalmu, they they don't want to be militaristic anymore in a lot of ways it seems exhausting like i thought it was exhausting in the beginning of the book and now the more i imagine having to compartmentalize in your head like who's allowed to know what secrets and who knows this thing and that thing maybe i guess they don't have human brains so maybe their brains have like evolved for these purposes but it sounds fucking exhausting to me. I can't even like fake laugh at people's jokes, so I don't like. I can't imagine you have an entire <laughs> society that you're trying to like compartmentalize about who you're talking about and when and who's allowed to know what. Oof, not for me. It just it feels like they started this like thousands of years ago, and they've just kind of kept it up. So now they're like, well, this this is how we do it. I don't make the rules. You cannot have any of this information because that makes me more powerful because I know something that you don't know and I'm going to use it to my advantage even though there's no advantage because there are no fucking people in this city. It's like the exact opposite of, is it, I can't remember if VAC, VAC is the planet, right? But um, anyways, when they're talking Crimea, about yeah. how, um, how they like have this whole society in which, oh, everyone has to be um, heard and we have to consider everyone's opinion and they're like, what? that's impossible um which i understand why it's so opposed but it did seem like the exact opposite of their own society where they're like eh, syndicate and staying alive militaristically that's it that's all we care about 
I appreciated that part. <laughs> I don't know why um, you guys let me on this podcast. Because <laughs> we also like to sing random <laughs> Fiji songs. This is true, notably. Um, <laughs> famously. Famously, yeah. It's actually our intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had something. Oh, yeah. The, like the whole the whole ascendancy feels very like late stage Roman Empire. <laughs> like. They, like, want to be feared, but are also, like, kind of unwilling to do anything to enforce that and also don't want to actually do anything. And, like, it does, like, we haven't seen much of non-military chist life, but it certainly doesn't seem like it's a, like, society that isn't kind of lost in its own excess. Like, when you see the the privilege that the, the syndicate and the aristocra enjoy... Well, think about that ship that one of the memories was about Thrawn trying to save, where, like, there were just absurd wastes of space and money to have luxury on their, like, travel vessel or whatever. So, I don't think you're wrong about that. Yeah, and they're, they're like, trying to ignore all the chaos around their borders and the chaos. Like, the fucking Gauls aren't going to come knock down their door. Yeah. I listened to a Roman history podcast the other night. <laughs> nice. But yeah, like there's there's a certain amount of of just to to continue the analogy of fiddling while Scylla is freezing over. I don't know, I lost the thread there. But you know what I'm talking about. Like like there there's a lot of burying of heads in the sand. There's a lot of people who don't seem to be particularly qualified doing their jobs politically. Um and they the ones don't... who are qualified, like, their motives seem heavily suspect. Yeah, they, they don't seem to care as long as they can keep their power, which is also big Rome vibes. Yeah. I think you were going to say Rome wasn't frozen in a day, right, Chris? <laughs> I wasn't, but I like it. And that's why she's our producer. Um, But yeah, so we're going to find out more about Chiss Society and book two and presumably in book three i'll let y'all know when i get around somewhere to in those 550 pages we'll learn maybe no no it's all just gonna be talking about thrawn looking at art and discovering that every single member of an entire alien species thinks the same way stay tuned for our last episode which <laughs> is going to be uh I mean, the last episode of this book. I was all, like, of our, <laughs> all of our last episodes of Tim Zom books, I feel like, are always, like, two hours long. <laughs> yeah, because all of happens. our first six episodes, like, are not. <laughs> also, you were like, stay tuned for our last episode. And I was like, because we're going to read the next Tim Zom book and I'm going to blow my brains out. Like, why is oh, it no. going to be our last episode? <laughs> I thought that you guys were doing an elaborate plan to kick me off the pod and tell me the podcast is canceled just (laughs) walk me on everything and then go back to it on your own i thought she was just talking about the last episode we put out (laughs) oh god (laughs) like all of our different ideas here and none of them were right (laughs) this is why i'm not allowed to talk on the pod anymore (laughs) arguably none of us should be allowed to talk on the pod either but here is correct i don't know why we are like i think we have three listeners now but we we support you all thank you Yes. Um, so let's, again, I'm just, I'm going, I'm shuffling the outline a little bit here, but since we're talking about Ooh. the syndics and the aristocra, <laughs> I know it's a very funny word. It's a very funny word. No, I'm, I'm laughing at dick in it. Yeah, no, that's, Whoa. that was clear. That was very clear, Burb. 
I, have I was to laughing say it at Miranda's for, noise. I have to say it for any lesbians who might be listening. Oh, uh, oh, I was like, you have to say what you already said for any lesbian. I was like waiting for you to drop yeah. some yeah, knowledge. Yeah, like, oh, no, no, no. I just, the, I just had to thing? point out. PSA, <laughs> waiting. Are you worried that lesbians don't hear a dick joke when they hear it? Like, uh, Some lesbians called their... Um, pet store the filling station which is apparently something i don't yeah but i also don't i don't think that was unintentional necessarily anyway we can move on <laughs> um why is Estalmu and therfion working together do we think i want to know it, it's clearly thrawn related or there's like something i mean yes conspiracy in the ascendancy but i really want to know like I just want to get more insight into it because obviously Zestalmu like tried to recruit Thrawn all those years ago. Clearly Thrawn was like, no, fuck you. Like, I don't think it's just like lingering, I don't know, resentment? There's got to be something. Yeah, Her some money's sort of like political plans at work or something. Conspiracy. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Where's your money? I got to find it. What? Just kidding. I don't know. It's a bad joke. Go ahead. Um, it definitely seems like Zestalmu was I'm not sorry. on board with this, even as early as when he tried to recruit Thrawn, because he was very clear that he was not doing this, like, or he was doing it under protest, rather. Sure. And, like, Arlani asks, and he's like, fucking finally, like, why haven't you asked before? Like, she's like, why are, like, why do you hate him so much? And they're like, or rather, and Zestalmu's like, we don't hate him. And then she's like, okay. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> Like I like how later on though he's like we don't hate him and later on he's like but the reason we all dislike him is like okay you don't like him it's really the whole point of that scene is that Zestalmu is just like splitting hairs over the word hate <laughs> it's all about you know the oh I forgot the word this is a pointless point <laughs> it's completely out of place on this pod burp how dare you I know we only have well structured arguments here what's the what's the word i'm thinking of it starts with an s maybe it's semantics a lot of words okay. okay yeah i was gonna say there's a I'm lot like, of words out I there burp some context? <laughs> semantics that's what it's about i it's thought true. he was one of those people who says like hate is a strong word be careful whenever someone says it i hate not my like chess ascendancy i definitely feel like the chiss have no problem hating people yeah but I think for political reasons, I don't know why why I'm analyzing this, but I feel like for political reasons, they probably do have to be cautious about like disliking people visibly. Because I mean, they're not in this book, but because there's always like three levels of political blowback. That's yeah. true. You're, do you're doing the analysis because this is a books podcast. <laughs> I finally found my reason for being on the pod. It only took Famous almost a year. <laughs> <laughs> I will overthink Star Wars. Yes. That's what we're here for. All of us do it. That's also to underthink Star Wars. Yes. Which well is even more fun. It's hard to underthink Star Wars sometimes. Like you go back and yeah, I'm not gonna make it. Yeah, honestly, not enough people underthink Star Wars in my yeah. opinion. Life that would be better correct. if we all underthought Star Wars. Again, it is fake, it's in space and it's for kids. So Again, I just wanna draw people's attention to Newt Gunray. <laughs> just leave that there. Um but yeah, so like, I don't know. I think my theory about Zistamu and Therfion working together is that like, it's definitely like, they don't strike me as explicitly corrupt necessarily. And by, by corrupt, I mean like 
corrupt isn't the right word. Explicitly like treasonous necessarily. Like they don't strike me as like working with Yiv the Benevolent or some other force. But like they definitely do to me feel like people who are like, we have no interest in any sort of change in the Chiss Ascendancy and Thrawn's recognition of dangers out in the chaos, whether he's correct or not, represents a challenge to our power and and to our family's power. Because I also think that like both of them are very loyal to their families. Like they're they make very clear that they will do whatever they need to do that their family asks them to. Um but it's it is interesting because like obviously like their argument is that they're putting um they're putting the ascendancy first by like keeping them out of wars but like a lot of the arguments that Thrawn is making and like they don't seem to be stupid beings like show that that's not the case how is Thrawn challenging their power though i think like best case scenario for them he fucks out of a family cuz he gets a promotion to fleet officer which we know you just kind of have to abandon your family at that point because Aralani's not Ziara anymore. She is Aralani. Full stop. Yeah, and I like found the that myths, really fascinating. The myths don't like Thrawn either. Nobody fucking likes this guy. Only Aralani and Talias and Sheree. Sherry. Yeah, what? it's and Eli. Thank you, Miranda. Um, to I I feel like the threat to their power would come from if the Chiss were to go back to being a warlike and expansionary society um, and become more empirical. Like, their their power, it seems, very much comes from the fact that nothing happens in the Ascendancy because they are, like, supremely isolationist. Fair. Like, they're like the, like the Charles Lindberghs of fucking the Chiss Ascendancy, except they're potentially Nazis? without the Nazism. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, a, that's an interesting that's a deep cut. <laughs> I don't think I can correct Chris on who is and who is not a Nazi, but that's a, I didn't quite get that same reading. I mean, listen, Zestalu has big Nazi vibes, let's be honest with ourselves. But yeah, like just, just like the hardcore isolationism is is more what I what I meant from that. That is notably not an aspect of Nazism. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, I'm being yes. a straight white man about this right now. Um, <laughs> like the, I mean, like the very isolationist wing of America pre World War II, much yeah. of which was yeah. driven by the fact that they were also Nazis. But, it, but they Herb, did you say A to Nazis? <laughs> no, they were all Nazis. I'm just supporting oh, the okay. fact that they no i'm okay <laughs> i know we're notably anti-nazi here do we need to cut that i'm sorry that was a terrible joke we can no we that. should leave it we should absolutely <laughs> leave it jesus christ just make burb sit with that <laughs> well I, I just what we should do it. is cut the laughing and make it seem like we're all super seriously accusing <laughs> all i nazi. know <laughs> is i went to look at the outline when that happened and that's how i heard it that's all i know just giving you a hard time, Burb. I'm glad There's you're. Uh, glad you're you. I'm we now hearing that you said, you said Lindbergh, and I really thought you said Hindenburg, and I got really <laughs> confused for a minute. Good old Hindenburg. Charles Hindenburg. They actually, to be fair, still flying stuff. No, yeah. thank you. But Big I was like, wasn't that a blimp? <laughs> Don't you know everything in the past it was a Nazi or a racist? That's how it works. It's true, actually. I mean, Sandenberg that's not wrong. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I'm being serious. That wasn't a joke. I just delivered it with a weird tone of voice. Yeah, no, seriously. Like the, Hindu, the Hindenburg was a Nazi blimp is what I meant to say, and then I got tired and forgot the Nazi part. It's okay. We're recording late. Sorry. Oh, uh, that's fine. Um, I've, we've completely lost the thread on... The only indicator of whether or not we're actually recording late is whether or not Chris, Chris has eaten dinner yet. So, Chris, have you eaten dinner yet? <laughs> I have eaten dinner yet, yes. Okay, See? okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on the, the, the ascendancy and Chiss society as a whole? I feel like we have, we obviously have a lot more to learn, but we've gone through a lot of what's in the, the outline. I, I'm really curious to see more about how the society feels about the sky space walkers, not like space walkers, but also, yeah, space walkers, um, sky space walkers to differentiate from the dumb twinks of the outer rim. <laughs> uh, but cause it like, it's one of those secrets and I get it, but like also why? I mean, to be fair, if that was like a, a very precious resource, but they're clearly pathfinders. Do they not use the force? Or do they learn from things? that path from that chapter with, what was his name? Kilori. Yeah. Um, I get the sense that the Pathfinders do use the Force, but they're just not remotely as good as the Skywalkers. Sure. Like, they're, like, Force-adjacent at best, whereas the Skywalkers mm. are, like, the real thing can drop you, like, on a dime in the middle yeah. of a fucking triple star system like Sherry did. Also, I it's fucked up that they use these little girls for that. Like, Oh, yeah. Live. Let the kids fucking live. Also, like, I, I assume the reason that they can't give them specific details on war activities and strategies and defense mechanisms is probably so they don't factor that into their, like, planning and their, um, you know, navigation. But it seems kind of fucked up that you're, like, responsible for getting the ship somewhere and you have no idea how it's keeping itself safe, how it's going to react when other people attack it, and it's a warship. And like, also you're 10. Yeah. I felt bad. Good for uh, Talia's is uh, not my favorite character, but good, at least she, at least she gave her some answers. Forcing families to give up their force sensitive children for the good of the state. Not in my Star Wars. <laughs> Never. There's definitely a conversation to be had about that, for yeah, sure. It's a lot of conversations to be had about. That. Um, I did like that we finally got why Thrawn got all wistful back when we first found out about the Skywalkers, just because his sister was yes. one. Yes. Yeah, that was sad. It was. Do you think she'll show up in the trilogy? Sorry, Sagan? go ahead, Burp. Um, do, you th- do we think she'll, not just a reference to her, but that she herself will make an appearance at some point in the trilogy? I feel like mentioning a long-lost sibling, maybe I've watched too many telenovelas, but I feel like wa- mentioning a long-lost sibling almost always means the sibling will return in the next installment of the, the book. No? Just me? Okay. I mean, that is very Star Wars. Or finding out someone's a sibling. I was going to say, long lost siblings. Again, not, not force this. sensitive. None not of this at is all ringing well a bell. Thought out well, long lost siblings. <laughs> also, yeah, I I like kind of want a series about what happens to Skywalkers after they're done Skywalking. Yeah, for sure. Also, I love that they call them Skywalkers because it makes them sound like they're dancing. It is Just... very like in a world like taken over by their like technological excess and superiority. They're still just calling them Skywalkers, which is very, I agree, is like somewhat anachronous. And I know it's just for plot reasons or for joke reasons, 
but it's still it's a good joke <laughs> it is shockingly poetic for the chiss it is yeah so, any other points um i feel Do like I this Aralani is your point thrown to fuck maybe that like the end of the the last the memories 10 she like touches his arm so they can go talk and i was like this go talk somewhere quiet this seems tense <laughs> They, I feel like those undertones have been under, like under. Oh, the undertones are under. Shocking. My undertones um, are sorry. over. That's that's the key insight <laughs> and analysis that we bring you on for, Rana. <laughs> Ooh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so helpful. I should just log off now. Um, I did my work for the day. No, um, but I feel like those undertones have been within <laughs> everything that we've read. Like it's often there, mm-hmm. but. Also, I don't know that I want it to happen. Like, I, I, I'd I be don't. happy with them being platonic friends. I don't want the, like, one of the only powerful female characters. I already feel like Talia's relationship with Thrawn is weird. I don't feel like it has to become a whole thing that the only, like, female character is now like, oh, interesting Thrawn. But also, like, if she wants to get... Well, whoa, that was going to be a very inappropriate comment for the book response if she wants to be involved with him then go for it but um because we're usually so appropriate in our content i know but it would have been a bit much um i don't know i'll text you all what i was gonna say um i i think miranda just got it yeah that was that was gonna be my (laughs) guess too um we're not chatting on the side what are you talking about nope never um i don't i mean i'm not the right person to ask because like i like famously don't really ship characters like it just doesn't really like that aspect of it rarely interests me but i will also say i definitely at the beginning while they were in the academy and like until they had that date that like then turned into a fucking like boxing match like definitely thought that there was like potential for like sexual tension but But now i read into boxing matches do have sexual tension no Okay. I feel oh like they God. can. I didn't feel like this yeah. one did. Yeah, that's a thing. Like that's. A I mean, that's thing. that's I mean, definitely I true. <clears throat> I don't want it to happen, and I don't think it'll happen, because I don't think Thrawn's into that. But it's just, it's like, what is, what is this? To me, that whole like grabbing his arm and being like, "Let's go talk," is that it's. I read it as much more, kind of a like, this is my shit ass little brother who I love dearly. And will always protect because he's too pure for this world. I don't know. Maybe oh, she's just an affectionate friend sometimes. I also feel like she's not an affectionate friend. And the fact Correct. that Thrawn also doesn't know how to be affectionate is like the weird. Like it like makes her feel more at ease. That's huh. that. I don't know. That's just kind of how I read it. I could be entirely wrong. But I like the interpretation more. We all know I over like I'm. it's not that I ship people in these books. It's just that my brain is often like, they're going to have sex. And it's not <laughs> accurate most of the time. So they're going to fuck. No, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But it's just, it's it's like a very interesting wrinkle. Um, and like I said earlier with like all the, the politics of the ascendancy, like this is really where it's starting to come together. And I think we're getting like a really good look at their relationship. Um. Because it's like it's deep. They go way back and they've been friends forever. I do feel like it's a rare moment of, I don't want to say vulnerability, but um, openness about not knowing things from Thrawn. Like the fact that he sits down and he asks her her advice and then he asks her questions about her advice, not as a like 
analyze this and tell me the strategy behind it. But as a very simple, I don't understand why you would suggest X, Y, Z thing. Um, I just thought that seemed not out of character, but just not something we've seen from Thrawn so far in these pages. It makes sense. Yeah. He trusts like, her. He's, he's seeking to understand always. And there, there's like a whole section where he's talking to the one guy. I don't I remember need a who. little more detail, please. Uh, to one of the officers on the ship, about one of the other officers on the ship. And oh, Thrawn's like, talking to Sam yeah, yeah, about the one he thinks isn't that um, guy. He's curious. like, this fucker isn't curious. I feel like that's like Thrawn's like in his mind. That is the biggest insult he can drop. Oh, and yeah, that's his. Is. He's simple. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like oh, it's, he's it's Thrawn's <laughs> bless your heart. Like he's smart enough. But he's not curious. Just, just go throw yourself out an airlock. Oh, Carl. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll leave it there. Thrawn and Arlani not fucking, according to the Book Wars pod. And according to Chris, who's read ahead. If they don't fuck in this book, I feel like they want the second book. I like how Burb. Now. <laughs> that's not where you drop it in the trilogy. Read. That's true. No, that's true. Just like fuck. literarily, it would happen in the third book. Literary. You would think. Is that a word? Literarily? It can be if we believe in it. Yeah. Okay. It probably is. If you believe in literarily, clap your hands. Oh, it totally um, is. I'm so not. So, oh, no, it's it not. Is, Never mind. It's not. It's not. It's literary. I stand by it. I'm going to be honest. It was in the 17th century, according to this one thing I saw. There you so are so are chamber pots. Yeah, I mean that's when like <laughs> people made up whole words. That's so. that's what Thrawn thinks that not curious officer is. A chamber pot or literarily? Yes. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Like, he started playing us out immediately. <laughs> All right. Well, since we no longer live in the age of chamber pots, remember to get your vaccines and co- and COVID boosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Uh, love that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Uh, well next done. episode, we're going to be finishing reading Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising, reading chapter 16 through to the end. Uh, if you have the means, first and foremost, donate to the T Fund. And then, if you want to support us because you just like lighting money on fire, you can donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko fi.com slash horsepod. Uh, and. Uh, we will continue to be good about posting pictures of Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony on the various social media accounts. Um, our theme song is Whizbang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Our audio and production are done by Kristen McDonald. And, Rana, you wanted to shout somebody out oh, as well. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I left my book at uh, Cabin's house. So, Cabin, thank you for being a nice person and trying to send the pictures. I really hope you're not listening to this, but I know you are. I was going to say, does he listen? <laughs> you the best. He does. And I tell him not to every single oh. time. And then he will quote it to me, and I won't realize it's a quote from it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And he's like, why don't you know your own podcast? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's, it's a big assumption that we listen to what we're saying I here. erase it from my head when it happens. Like, a I podcast so bad we all forget it yes. <laughs> that should be our tagline it's the audio version of just, just one big trauma memory really but yeah get you a partner who will send you photos of every single page you haven't read yet before recording great that's very sweet shout out to cadman but uh, not like more shout out to his dogs shout out always shout out tarma and Elia. they get the shout out love it uh shout out to dogs everywhere honestly <laughs> just keeping us all alive 
for uh rana miranda kate Kristen, and myself thank you for listening to the book wars pod and we will talk to you pretend it's next week whenever we next record it could be next week we don't know could be next year <laughs> it's equally likely we gotta finish the book before the end of the year if we can do it maybe